Cheering on the team used to be considered a fun, safe thing to do. But now, as InfoTrack's Taryn McCall reports, there's risk of serious injury for today's cheerleaders. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Our guest today on InfoTrack is Brenda Shields, Research Coordinator at Columbus Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. When I was in school, a bad cheerleading injury was a sprain or a pulled muscle, but cheerleading has evolved away from rah-rah on the sidelines kind of stuff. What kinds of injuries are you seeing in the ER? We are seeing an age-related injury pattern. Children who are 5 to 11 years old being treated for primarily head and arm injuries The older children, 12 to 18 years, are primarily being treated for leg injuries, and most of those are to the ankle and the knee, primarily strains and sprains. However, 4% of our injuries were concussions, and 1.3% of these injuries have been hospitalized, and most of the hospitalized injuries were for fractures or dislocations. What kinds of stunts or stunts gone wrong are creating these injuries? We're hypothesizing that since the cheerleading squads are now incorporating all these very difficult gymnastic maneuvers, that this is what is causing the increase in the number of injuries that we've been seeing. They've been forming multi-layer pyramids, throwing cheerleaders up in the air, and lots of flips and twists. And the involvement of younger and younger girls, too, is a result more of competitive cheerleading activities that are extracurricular and perhaps get children involved before their bodies are ready to learn how to absorb a fall. Right. There are all-star squads, and some of the ages for these groups of squads are actually younger than five years of age. So they're starting them off very young. And you feel that really children that young aren't being taught to fall correctly? How important is that? I would recommend that any cheerleading coach be certified to coach cheerleading and that all cheerleading coaches undergo a safety training program before they attempt to coach cheerleading. And whatever squad the child is participating in, make sure that their coach takes them from the very simple maneuvers and lets them progress gradually at their own pace to the more difficult maneuvers. But in a competitive cheerleading situation, is that really likely, a slow progression? I would hope so. In any kind of competition, you have to learn the basics before you can progress to the more difficult stuff. And I would hope that some of these cheerleading squads that may not have a certified coach and allow the cheerleaders to practice by themselves, maybe being led by a head cheerleader, that they may attempt stunts that they have seen other squads perform, but they actually haven't been properly trained to perform those stunts, and they may not have learned the maneuvers that lead up to being able to do that type of a stunt. All those groups like the American Association of Cheerleading Coaches and Advisors and the All-Star Federation have some very nice safety rules and regulations that they make their squads abide by. A lot of the schools do not abide by these rules and regulations. So we're recommending the implementation of a set of universally enforced rules and regulations that are directed at increasing the safety of cheerleading. What is some good advice you would give to parents who have young girls, or even boys, I suppose, that want to be involved in cheerleading and they might have some concerns? First off, I would recommend that they not allow their children to go out in the backyard with their friends and try to imitate cheerleading moves that they may see the squads performing on TV, that they should enroll them in some kind of 
an official cheerleading squad, and the parent should check out the credentials of the cheerleading coach, make sure that the coach has been certified to coach cheerleading, make sure that the coach has already gone through a safety training program for cheerleading-related coaching. The parent should check out the practice facilities and the supervision present at practice sessions. We would like to see the cheerleading practices done on gym mats or some other kind of impact-absorbing material to minimize the severity of the injury if the child would fall and primarily make sure that all maneuvers are being spotted by people who have been trained to spot specifically for cheerleading. Good steps to take to keep your cheerleading children out of the emergency room. Brenda Shields, Research Coordinator with Columbus Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. Thanks for being with us today on InfoTrack. You're welcome. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. And that wraps up another edition of InfoTrack. You can follow us on Twitter at InfoTrack Radio. That's I-N-F-O-T-R-A-K Radio. InfoTrack is heard each week on nearly 600 radio stations across America and is a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Internet services by Pear.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporters Roy Mackey and Taryn McCall. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to catch us next time for another edition of InfoTrack.